This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the voice of milk in Congress with customers and in communities. Visit voiceofmilk.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Farmers and traders are scratching their heads after a report day from the Department of Agriculture. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Grain prices took a nosedive after USDA released its monthly crop production and world agricultural supply and demand reports today. September futures contracts for corn ended the day 25 cents lower, soybeans 12 and a quarter cents, and wheat 27 and three quarter cents lower. President of Allendale Inc. Steve Georgie says traders weren't too surprised by planted acre projections, but rather the corn yield projection. They raised it. So went from 166 up to 169.5 and not cutting as many acres as what they thought. So carry out numbers. We had gone from the estimate they thought was a 1.6 billion carryout to now a 2.18. USDA Chief Economist Rob Johansson says methodology changes could have accounted for yield adjustments. This year is NASA's first estimate at it. So different methodology for that estimate. It will be corresponding to actual total number of acres that are harvested as well. But NASA has a they've asked producers what their expected yields are likely to be, but also they've brought in a lot of satellite information. USDA projects producers to plant 90 million acres of corn this year and 76.7 million acres of soybeans. Both numbers are down 2% and 4% respectively from last year. In Washington, I'm Ben Nully. The Trump administration is tweaking how it approaches a few provisions of the Endangered Species Act. Under new rules released today by the Departments of Interior and Commerce, areas considered critical habitat will be narrowed and agencies will suggest different approaches for species that are threatened versus endangered. Ag and development groups cheered the news, but environmentalists have pledged to challenge the action in the court system. For more on the story, check out the coverage from Steve Davies on agripulse.com. EPA got the attention of the biofuel sector early Friday evening when it announced 31 small refinery exemptions from the 2018 Renewable Fuel Standard compliance year. Biofuel groups raised concerns not only about the timing of the announcement, but also what it had to say. According to EPA's information, this will lead to about 1.42 billion gallons less of biofuels. Certainly a, a couple of hundred of millions of gallons of that will be biodiesel. And if you look at a, a typical ethanol plant in the Midwest, that might be 50 or 60 million gallons. You know, this will be the demand from five to six of those facilities. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start hearing and seeing about plant closures, layoffs, and shutdowns of biodiesel f- facilities throughout the Midwest as a result. That's Kurt Kovarik, a lobbyist with the National Biodiesel Board. Brian Jennings is the CEO of the American Coalition for Ethanol. He says the EPA still has options if it wanted to ensure waived gallons are somehow blended. And I know they argue that if they issue the exemptions retroactively, they cannot reallocate those gallons, but the law calls for the statutory volumes to be met. And there are ways for EPA to add those gallons back to the 2020, 2021, or 2022 volumes. So yes, there are options at their disposal to, to make this right. I guess the question mark is, given EPA's track record, do we have any faith that they intend to do that? For more on the announcement and what it means for the biofuel and oil industries, check out Friday's story on agripulse.com. Finally today, Tyson says it plans to rebuild a beef plant near Holcomb, Kansas, destroyed by a fire last week. The company says a fire started Friday night and was extinguished over the weekend. 
No injuries were reported, but the plant will be shut down for an undetermined period of time for repair and reconstruction. The fire also throws the broader beef value chain out of whack while the plant is out of commission. Market analyst John Nalivka tells drovers the plant was responsible for about 4.5 to 5% of the nation's weekly slaughter, which is running at about 92 or 93% of capacity. According to Tyson, about 3,800 people work at the plant and will receive weekly pay until production resumes. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative provides dairy farmers throughout the Midwest with a powerful voice, the voice of milk, in Congress, with customers, and within their communities. Edge is one of the top cooperatives in the country based on milk volume. For more information, visit voiceofmilk.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.